Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. If you're new around here or haven't had a moment to leave a five-star review or a rating, I would appreciate you doing so. It helps the algorithms and helps others find us. And as everyone knows, it is no fun to fangirl alone. I jumped at the chance to talk with Tony Bancroft. He is a legendary animator and movie maker who wears all kinds of hats. And in this particular discussion, we were talking about his role as voice director of the Lionsgate movie Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarves. And yes, I asked him how he felt about Disney's live action Mulan. Because Tony, if you weren't aware, directed the original animated film. Check out the interview. It is actually on YouTube too, if you'd like to check Tony and I talking out. Uh, But uh, here you go on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. I'm going to jump right in since we just have this limited amount of time. Sure. Uh, your history, obviously, animation, long career, and everyone can go and read about that yada, online. Yada, yada, um, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, but it's amazing, and uh, that was why I was so excited to get this, this chance to talk to you. Um, how did this pivot to voice director come about, and, and how, did, how did you feel doing that? Well, this? it was really because I had a, uh, a friend that was working on this as a character designer, somebody that I worked with at Disney, and it was done by a, 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 a South, um, sorry, yeah, South Korean um, animation company called Locus Animation. And he was working there. And I had taken to uh, Seoul, Korea, just to, just to do a, a speaking of engagement and had lunch with my friend who introduced me to this new studio and showed me this project, which I, I didn't know anything about. I didn't, hadn't heard anything about it. And I fell in love with it. And I basically asked them, is there anything I could do to be a part of this because I, I, it looks like fun. I'd love to be a part of it. And so we talked about a lot of different things that kind of settled on. They really needed help with uh, voice directing because their director wasn't as familiar with the American actors and that sort of thing. So it was my way of being a part of it, but also connecting with the actors to help them get a good performance. Okay, well, that leads me to my next question. Um, did you have any challenges as a voice director with this cast? and? Obviously, I need him rash because I imagine that working with him in the booth has got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, Jim is great. Actually, they had recorded before I came on. So they primarily had most of Jim's recordings done, but I was there for all the rest of them. And um, probably the biggest challenge was uh, location. At one point, um, we were trying to book Sam Claflin who plays Merlin in it, um, and so busy back-to-back with movies that we had to fly out to Fiji because he was recording, uh, or he was shooting the movie Adrift that he does with, um, uh, I forget the actress's name, I'm sorry. The, uh, the Adrift movie was being shot out there in Fiji, and so we flew in for the weekend and recorded him in his hotel room, and he was so nice. You'd think he'd be like exhausted after shooting on the sea all day long, all week long. And yet he gave us all of his time on the weekend and really put his all into it. And he loved it, too. He really loved being part of an animated film. So that, that was fun. He had a great character. He was, he was a, a lot of fun to, to watch yeah. uh, as he developed in, in this movie. So uh, something for people to look forward to. 
Um, little change, a small pivot, if you'll indulge me. Uh, you directed the original Mulan. And, you know, how did you feel when they came and they said, we're going to turn this into a live action? Um, what was I mean, your, it, your first It wasn't a surprise that? because they, you know, Disney's, Disney's going to do what they're going to do. And they had already been making remakes of all the, the animated features. And this was down the line a little bit. So when it was announced that they were going to do Mulan, I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Of course they are. And, um, uh, you know, I was not involved with the, the, the new live action one above it because I wanted it to be unique and different. Um, unlike some of the remakes that mm -hmm. I, I felt like were just kind of shot for shot, line for line, so similar to the original. So I like that Nikki, Nikki Caro uh, really took some chances, took some risks with the story and kind of made it her own. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I think it's good. Awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, so this is my favorite question to ask. 10 years from now, kids are gonna reflect on this movie. What do you want them to remember about uh, watching Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarves? Well, I hope that it's a good, you know, I hope they remember a good time as a family being together watching a movie like Red Shoes. But for this movie, particularly, I hope the takeaway, the theme of the movie about um, being happy with who you are uh, on the inside is more important than who you are on the outside. I hope that takeaway is the thing that impacts the future of, of, of not only girls, but also boys that watch this movie. Um, and because I have three daughters myself, and that's the, that was the takeaway that, that's, that's what means so much for me to be a part of this. That's the thing that attracted me to it. Not only the great character design, production design, funny voices, but that theme um, was so impactful for me and for my family. I wanted to share that for the future well, generations. It was a beautiful film, a great, um, great theme, great meaning behind a lot of this. Watching it, I, I also am a mom of four, and two of them are daughters, and I, you know, recognized that and was nodding my head. Mm -hmm. So I do appreciate how the how it worked its way out to the end. The end, you know, we got there. Uh, mm -hmm. Question two, and this is actually from my daughter. She is a young animator nice. in training. Uh, she's ten years old. She loves to color. Right. She loves to draw, and she wanted to ask you, since you've got this big career and you've seen so many changes. Uh, when you started to now but what would somebody who's just interested in creating a career out of this what should they focus on uh going forward you know particularly when it comes to like the computer animation yeah. i think well even with computer animation i always tell young students to draw you know really get become an artist by drawing first and really build up those drawing abilities and chops um and because that's something that that students just don't put enough time into and i see that I, I teach at the university level and i just think oh man if i'm at an earlier age and really because just like in sports practice makes perfect right it's the same thing with drawing it's the same thing with creating your art you're going to get through doing it so do it do it do it, do it and draw every day Bit of advice. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. And I will be sure to pass that along to her. Thank you, Tony. Oh, please. Thank you.